Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. How should Christians fight spiritual warfare? That's what we're talking about today. But before we do, I do want to remind you, we have a very special announcement that we've been making this month. Understanding the End Time 4th edition is uh, now in production, rather. Um, It will be available later this year. It's going to cost several hundred thousand dollars to make happen. And we've had a very generous partner reach out and say they are going to double all donations up to $50,000 to this effort for the month of August. So uh, go to endtime.com slash UET and all of your donations up to $50,000 will be doubled. If you give $100, it turns into $200, $500 turns into $1,000 and so on. You get the picture bringing that up because we know that this series has blessed many, many people, millions of people around the world over the years, and we are coming out with a fourth edition, totally updated. It will feature clips of Irvin. It's going to be awesome, and many people are going to be impacted by it. So if this series has ever touched you um, and blessed your life, we'd ask you to contribute to help make this fourth edition available by Christmas. So go to, again, go to endtime.com slash UET and all of your donations will be doubled for the month of August up to $50,000. Um, or you can give us a call, 800-END-TIME is the number to call to donate. Again, Doug and I are taking your calls. The number to join us on the show today is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, you have been through, understand the end time, hundreds of times by, at this point? A lot. I don't know if it's been a hundred, but it's been quite a bit. So. I would say so, yeah, personally and in a group. Yeah, I know you've gone through it a lot. Yeah, I've taught many of the classes. Uh, had a great uh, response to those classes too. So made a lot of friends through those Bible studies. So yeah. it's a wonderful Bible study, and and this new updated version of it is going to be uh, pretty impactful as well. I believe. So, what's your favorite lesson? Uh, probably world government forming now is one of my favorite lessons because it exposes a whole lot of what we're seeing happen right now. So it's one of those where you can really take it and show somebody, you know, how relative that is. Uh, but the one that, you know, that really got my attention, I heard it before I ever saw a Bible study or ever uh, got into a class with it. Pastor Baxter did it over the radio. It was the seven trumpets lesson. That was the one that got my attention and uh, and really started me down, you know, the path that I'm on here uh, within time. Many, many years ago, I heard that on the radio. The first time I ever heard Pastor Baxter on there, he was doing a radio version of that lesson. And that's a great lesson, too. So uh, there's a lot of them in there. <laughs> there's 14, so that's a lot of good stuff. Can't wait for the fourth edition. Again, go to endtime.com slash U-E-T. How about spiritual warfare, Doug? That's a big topic that you're wanting to talk about today. Um, and a lot of people start to get a little, you know, weirded out in some some cases because spiritual warfare sounds um, gory a little bit. Um, so we're going to talk about that today, mm-hmm. talk about how Christians fight that, uh, how what the Bible has to say about it, and how we should react as end-time believers. Be sure to hit the share button. Uh, Be sure to hit the heart icon and comment where you're watching from or um, your thoughts about spiritual warfare. Why is this so important to discuss today, Doug? 
Well, you know, Vince, one of the reasons is because of where we are in uh, in Bible prophecy and where we are in, in our world. It's uh, everything that's happening right now. Uh, it, it makes you pay attention to the news. It gets you into the word and helps you to understand how the two are coming together. But spiritual warfare, when you talk about that, a lot of people, I think, Vince, uh, they might think of demon uh, warfare and things like that. That might scare people a little bit when you start thinking about that. I mean, that's really what it is. We're fighting against powers and spirits and principalities. We're not uh, fighting against flesh and blood. This We are in a war right now. Uh, you look around our world, you see all the things that we talk about on a daily basis, and it can begin to wear people down. And, you know, the other day, Vince, we did an open line, and we had a caller call in, and, and the, she asked the question, how is a Christian supposed to respond to things like politics, uh, the policies that are being put in place, uh, the things that are happening around us? So I thought this was a very timely uh, program to talk about today and because this article came out yesterday about these pastors and what they're doing to do this and it goes along with the same things that we talk about on this program and that we've talked about for a very long time so uh, it's very timely and I think it's going to help a lot of people to understand you know how we navigate through the times we're in right now. What do you know about spiritual warfare today that you didn't 15 years ago? Oh, man, there's a lot. Ten years ago. Yeah, there's there's still a lot uh, that I've learned just over the past ten years uh, about how to uh, fight in spiritual warfare. And so the Lord really gave us so many examples of what we need to do. And the apostles also uh, told us how we needed to respond to things and what we need to do. Uh, being led by the Spirit as a Christian is one of the the biggest factors of this. How we respond to other people as Christians is another way that, you know, we show the fruits of the Spirit. But we also have scripture that we're going to go over today that talks about what we need to prepare for the battle, how we need to be clothed in the Spirit. So just some good information from the Word of God that helps us navigate through that. Now, this article that we're going to cover identifies that there's three types of churches. Of course, this is someone's opinion, mm-hmm. but it says that um, out of these three types of churches, there's the courageous, the cowardly, and the complicit. Yeah. What does all that mean? <laughs> well, I, you know, like you said, it is an opinion uh, about that, but you can actually see it. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot like the churches that are in the book of Revelation. When you look at the seven churches there, uh, the churches we have today, they all have characteristics of those churches that are written about in uh, chapters 1 or 2 and 3 in Revelation. Uh, so we, we can all kind of take from those things. But to be courageous, you know, it, it takes uh, faith to be a church that is not afraid to teach the truth to people, not afraid to lead people through truth, even though you might hurt some people's uh, feelings or offend folks. Uh, that, to me, would be a courageous church, a church that's going to teach you the truth no matter what. And we talk about helping people find churches like that all the time on this program. Is this a gloomy message? When we talk about spiritual warfare, people start thinking that, you know, similar to Bible prophecy, that we're going to come in here and scare you to death or scare you to repentance or scare you to give or whatever. When we start talking about spiritual warfare, it's kind of along those same lines. Is that our intent today? Not at all. Uh, Our intent today is to build people's faith and encourage them um, and, and teach them how to fight in a spiritual war. There we go. 
All right, we'll be right back after this break. Again, we are taking your calls. The number to join us, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. I remind you again that donations towards the understanding the end time production are being doubled through the end of this month. Up to $50,000 go to endtime.com slash UET or call us at 800 end time to participate and contribute to make that series happen. Also, uh, Dave and Jana Robbins and actually Judy Baxter is going as well this weekend in Shreveport, Louisiana. We're doing a prophecy conference. You can learn more about that by going to endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800 end time. That conference is totally free for you to attend. And we would love for you to come out and meet Dave and Jana and Judy. It's going to be a great time. And we look forward to checking in with you all in the Shreveport, Louisiana area. So make plans to attend. Again, endtime.com slash events or 800 endtime to get more information about that. All right, Doug, your outfit looks good today. Yes, sir. (laughs) We didn't plan this. We did not plan this. Uh, (laughs) When I walked in this morning, we looked at each other's shirts and thought, hope you're not wearing a black jacket. And we were, so... Here we are, looking like we planned it again. It, it but, actually looks pretty good, though. It, you know? it matches the background and everything. Look yep. there. It's there we not go. too bad. So, dark blue see shirt. what Joe from New York's talking about now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Not a fun topic. Right. But we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Because it can be a fun topic. 
Yeah. It's not absolutely. as much about gloom and doom as it is about having peace, love, and joy in the spirit. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Yes, sir. There's a story that came out yesterday from Breitbart about the um, faith leaders gathering at the uh, Faith Summit, the TPUSA Faith Summit in California. The article says more than 500 pastors and faith leaders quietly gathered in San Diego, California last weekend at the first annual Pastor Summit hosted by Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA Faith. Quote, only the pulpits have the power to change America, one pastor said after attending the event. What do you think about that, Doug? Only the pulpits? I think that's absolutely true. I mean, we can't put our faith in politics. We can't put our faith in politicians. Mm -hmm. Our faith has to be in Christ Jesus and, and Him alone. And, uh, you know, believing what he's told us in his word. So I absolutely agree with that. Yes, sir. I don't disagree, but I think it goes further than that. Yeah. You know. Each I, person has to apply it. That's right. Yeah. I think it starts in the home. Absolutely. Of course, the home is influenced heavily by pulpits, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's influenced by these phones a lot more today. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, in most of the households in America. And I think it's time that uh, dads and moms step up and grandparents step up and start leading their families uh, in the ways of the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe sounds old school. And I'm not that old, though. Can you believe that? I know. But, you know, you're speaking truth. We've got to get back to that. Yes. And, yeah. and the pulpits, a lot of preachers in America have modified their messaging. Mm-hmm to not be as strong on biblical principles as right. as we once were in America. So I think that's really the point. Obviously, it's a it's a conference for pastors, and so that's why they're talking about that specifically. Yeah. But it goes on to say, The summit featured Hills, Hillsdale College President Larry Arn, pastors Jack Hibbs, Luke Barnett, and Steve Smotherman, national pro-life leader Leela Rose, academic and leading critic of wokeness James Lindsay, and Charlie Kirk, among many others. Quote, there remains one institution in America that the radical left doesn't control, and that is the American church. Kirk told Breitbart News, the church is the last firewall to freedom. But there are three types of churches in America today, the courageous, the cowardly, and the complicit. And this final category is growing fast. The complicit is growing fast. Mm -hmm. TPUSA Faith wants to raise up a whole new generation of trained, equipped, and action-oriented pastors and church leaders who want to get involved in the public square. We want to encourage the courageous, win over and inspire the cowardly, and call out the complicit. If the church goes woke, we are truly lost in this country. We intend to fight that trend with everything that we've got. Pastor Shane Eidelman of the West Side Christian Fellowship, who also attended the Pastor Summit, recalled a moment in which a speaker told the audience, this group can change the nation. Quote, I immediately thought about the possibilities because when God calls a person, God can do incredible things through one person. Our calling is to preach the unadulterated word of God and awaken a spiritually dead church. Sadly, many leaders are uncertain about the speaking on topics deemed political, a lot of them hide behind the excuse, I only preach the gospel, but they fail to realize that the gospel affects all areas of life, from the unborn to the borders, and from LGBTQ issues to socialism, wokeism, wicked legislation. 
The gospel changes the heart, which in return wants to change the nation. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's an important thing they're talking about. You know, one of the things that I've always um, encouraged people about is that um, God doesn't call somebody that's equipped. He equips the person that he calls and and gets them ready to go out and do what he's calling them to do. Because a lot of people will use that excuse, Vince, about, you know, well, I just I don't know what I would do or I don't know how to do these things. Well, if God calls you to do it, we have to be prepared to take that step of faith because he will equip us with what we need to get out there and do these things. Twenty something years ago, Vince, I never would have thought that I would be sitting at this desk doing what we do, you know, and and here we are. That isn't anything that I've done. That's the the steps that I can look back at, seeing where God's hand was on my life, leading me through the Holy Ghost and uh, and changing me and changing my heart and giving me all the tools I needed to be able to be here now. And, you know, that, I think that's very important because we've watched God throughout the Bible call people. And when they were called, they stepped up and they followed through with faith. And we got a lot of examples in the Bible. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important to listen to that still, small voice. We talk a lot about that, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't do it. And then they, I have, I'm connected to a number of people who then complain or are sorrowful about where they're at today. Um, I actually was preaching last week. This is not specifically in this category, but I was preaching last week about, um, well, I basically said that if that person at your work that is flirting with you, obviously not your spouse, yeah. if you see them at the copy machine, don't make don't don't go out of your way to to go to the copy machine right. to hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to end up boohooing in your pastor's office mm-hmm. talking about how you don't know how you end up sleeping with this person. Yeah. And it's because you didn't Listen to the spirit, you listen to the flesh. You did that little thing. <laughs> yeah. You did the little thing that led to the big thing. Right. The same thing is true in the spirit. Yeah. God wants you to give that person a $5 bill or tip that waitress $100 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to that and start heeding to that, it becomes more prevalent in your life. Right. And so eventually it leads to things that at one point in your life would seem way out there and crazy, but now you've kind of strengthened that muscle and it doesn't seem nearly as big of a deal. Right. And and you may also think, Vince, you know, that uh, something you're receiving from God to do seems petty, but it's it's a baby step toward much larger steps later mm-hmm. on. So, uh, yeah, you need to listen to those times and still small voice. I can remember a particular time where I didn't and I was driving a school bus at the time and there was a lady waiting on a on a uh, city bus and the Lord told me to open the door and tell her that he's heard her prayers and the answer's coming soon. Something that simple and I was scared to do it. I let the light change and I took off and then I repented of it and asked the Lord to forgive me and he gave me another opportunity later on to do something but it was a little bit bigger than that one. So, you know, it's those little things we got to listen to things like that. Just respond to the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Don't give in to the flesh. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. Well, we're going to be saying things like this the whole show because we just want to tell you the truth and we're going to be looking at spiritual warfare, what the Bible has to say. And so we understand that a lot of people aren't saying this stuff in 2022, but we're committed to telling the truth. This show is absolutely free to people all around the world every single weekday. 
Um, it's on television every week and various networks, and it's on the radio every single weekday as well. Of course, there's tens of thousands of hours of content available on endtime.com and watch.endtime.com, all totally free. And so um, that's only made possible by our partners. And so we're so grateful for partners like you who watch regularly and contribute to this ministry to make this show available for free. Again, we're going to be saying some things that maybe some people seem strong to Doug and I. We're just trying to tell you the truth and maybe in love. We're definitely doing it in love and maybe people would consider it tough love. I just call it love. You know, it's like I say stuff and some people go, I can't believe you said that. I'm going, well, I said it because I love you or right. I said it because I love them. And, and I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you and I hope you do the same. If I've got a booger on my nose and we're about to go live on this show, <laughs> somebody needs to tell me. I don't want to be anywhere with a booger on my nose. So right. tell me the truth, and I want to tell you the truth, and that's what we're going to do today. So share the video, heart the video, comment, let us know uh, maybe what you want us to talk about. We might see your comment and be able to discuss it. Yeah. All right, Doug, we have a special clip. Are we ready to get to that, or is there more to say before that? Uh, well, you know, just going back to what the article said okay. about being committed to God and how God can call one person and that one person can change the yes. world. Uh, that's why I, I was inspired to share this with everybody because this is a teaching from somebody that's very special to us, so they'll recognize it when we play the clip. So. Are we ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. When I was a young man, we had a man come through our church preaching, and during his preaching, my dad was the pastor of the church at the time. He stated that he was quoting a reformer, and this reformer had said, it remains to be seen what God could do with one man totally committed to Jesus Christ. And I remember thinking, wow. I mean, I'm a young man, maybe 13, 14, 15 years of age. I remember thinking, wouldn't that be something? I'd love to see somebody like that, some super Christian that would be absolutely, totally, with no reservation, committed to Jesus Christ. I remember at the time, it just sort of came to the back, back of my brain. Maybe you could do that. And I remember thinking, oh, no, I'm way too weak. I could never do that. Well, as time went on, it seemed like God dealt with me about this total commitment thing. And I was thinking about repentance and how that repentance is dying to sell. And I thought, you know, you can't partially die. You're either dead or you're alive. So maybe this idea of some super Christian being totally committed, it appears to me the Scripture is teaching that all of us must be totally committed in order to be saved. Maybe that's a fatal flaw in Christianity today. Maybe we're teaching people wrong. Maybe we're telling them, oh, yeah, you can be a Christian, but you don't have to totally commit. Well, the longer I thought about this, it was almost like God was dealing with my heart. And I thought of the place in the Bible about the rich young ruler. You probably know the story. Uh, he came to Jesus one day and said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, keep the commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. And he went down through all the commandments and the young man said, these have I kept from my youth up. And the Bible says Jesus, beholding him, loved him. But this young man was honest enough to realize he did not have what Jesus had. So he asked this question, what do I lack yet? Jesus said, well, do you really want to know? 
Yes, I want to know. If you really would be complete, I see that you love your money more than you love God. Therefore, for you to really have a relationship with God and to totally repent, go sell what you have, give to the poor, take up your cross, and follow me. And the young man dropped his head, turned, and walked away dejected because he had much riches and he loved his money. He couldn't totally commit. Let me tell you what I believe about him. I believe God was calling him right then to be one of the 12 apostles. And I believe today, if he would have totally committed, we would probably have one or two or maybe even three books of the Bible bearing his name. But because he couldn't totally commit, we don't even know what his name is. Let me say to all of you right now, it's important that you get your repentance right. That you say, okay, Lord, you got me. You got me from the top of my head, to the soles of my feet. You got my talents. You got my desires. You got my money. You got my business. You got my family. You got me. I'm talking about total commitment. Now, that's true repentance. Pastor Baxter, you're talking about what he talked to us about many times in our prayer time and our devotions about being totally committed, about being uh you know, working within the fruits of the Spirit, uh, working in the gifts of the Spirit, all those things. If we're totally committed, our life's going to show that and it's going to draw other people to us. We can't be lukewarm, uh, especially in this time. Right, Vince? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's one of the dangers of the the churches that John was writing letters to. Uh, Lukewarmness got you spewed out of the mouth of the Lord. And I mean, when you think about that, when you look at that word, it's more like vomiting. It's, it's like a very strong vomit, you know, coming out of somebody, spewing them out of their mouth. That's the way he looks at that. So we can't really be uh, lukewarm at this time. We need to be totally committed. We need to be on fire for God. And we need to be fulfilling uh, the things that, that Christ told us to fulfill when he left us. Well, and a lot of people don't know what it means to be quote unquote, on fire for God. And so we're hoping with the Lord's help that we're going to cover that in the last half of the program. So stick around. We're also going to bring Joe on from New York and get to your calls. You can join us by calling 877-ENZIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation... 
The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Remind you again that Dave and Jana and Judy will be in Shreveport, Louisiana this weekend. So if you're in the area, make plans to attend. You can go to endtime.com slash events or give us a call, 800-END-TIME, and we'll be able to help you see the details of that event, the venue, the address, whatever you need, we'll be able to help you out with. Endtime.com slash events or 800-END-TIME. We do have open lines for the show today at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. And we're going to go to Joe now in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. You guys would look good if you were wearing togas. (laughs) Togas, okay. (laughs) Maybe next week. (laughs) You look great, and thank you for having Irvin's message there. I miss him every day. Mm -hmm. Something I just want to share about spiritual warfare, and I want everyone to hear me loud and clear. In three weeks from now, I'll be 75 years old. My body is aching and broken. I can barely walk at this point. I have all these health problems. The worst battle is what Paul said, the battle of our mind. And I want to encourage everyone, because lots of times I think... My whole life I've been a total failure. I've always made the wrong decisions, but God loves me, and I love him. And I think often that I'm useless. I want to share with a lot of people, you may feel like you're useless. You're not. That's a lie from Satan. Everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ has a purpose. Even if you can't get out of your house, you can pray. You can intercede. Put your faith into action. Everyone, everyone is important. It doesn't matter what your name is, whether you're in ministry or not. You love Messiah Jesus. You are his kid. You're important. Don't listen to the negative thinking. I have fought negative thinking my entire life. Every day I battle it for all the decisions I've made in my life. Because every wrong decision that a human can make, I've made. (laughs) But God loved me. Amen. He loved me to come into my life 44 years ago when I was born again. Yeah. Joe, so that's... I'm not going to judge myself. Mm. I'm not going to let Satan beat me down. There are times I can't stand up, so I lay in my bed and I pray out loud. I pray for our nation. I pray for mm-hmm. the body of Christ. I intercede by Holy Spirit. Everybody is important. I want people to know that. I want all the brothers and sisters to know that loud and clear. Mm -hmm. You have a purpose. You have a voice. Don't listen to negativity. We're in a nation now that has an administration doing very evil things. We can take a stand against evil, however, whatever form it shows. 
we are God's kids. Amen. We are important. We are the ones that make a difference on this earth. I want everyone to know that you have a voice. You are a child of the living God. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have a purpose, and you're important. Everyone, everyone who believes in the Lord is important, and I want to encourage everyone. You are important. Don't listen to the negativity. Amen. And again, I want to emphatically tell everybody to take Jerusalem Prophecy College courses. It, it, it imparts, you know, Irvin's years of wisdom can go into us. And I want to thank you, two brothers. I love you so much, and Dave, for the work you do. You make me proud to be alive. Well, Joe, thank you. I don't know you. how many more days I have left on this earth, whatever the Lord God Almighty chooses. Mm -hmm. If I have to go home tomorrow or whenever, I'm ready. I, the most important thing on my mind, I want to see Jesus. Right. There's nothing more important. I want to see Jesus. I want to fall at his feet. I want to hug him. I want to cry on his feet with a heart of thanksgiving for what he has done, for who he is. And again, I thank you. I love you guys. I pray for that whole ministry every day to the best of my ability. God bless you. And I, I'll just keep ranting and raving. <laughs> <laughs> we always love it when you call, Joe. God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. And, and we love you more than we can express. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. God bless, God bless. you, brother. You know, Doug, that clip of Irvin was very special. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jesus taught us how to change the world. Yeah, absolutely he did. We can look at the Word. We can look at testimonies from people like Joe, mm -hmm. from people like our parents or grandparents or your spouse or whoever it may be. We can look at these testimonies and be encouraged and receive um, wise counsel and wisdom from from other people's stories, but specifically Jesus has taught us through his word. Second Chronicles says, this is a popular verse, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's that repentance that Pastor oh. Baxter was talking about all ago. The humbling yourself is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. The praying we can do that a little bit easier. And seeking his face, that one's easier to turn, though. Yeah. That's a lot different than just checking the box that you had your prayer time today. Right. Yeah, because repent actually means to turn. You know, in, in Europe, when they are directing the soldiers to do an about-face, they say repent, <laughs> and they flip and go the opposite direction. And that's what that's talking about, Vince. That's not always the easy part. But that's what Pastor Baxter was talking about in that clip, too. True repentance. Yeah. Being totally committed. When we do all these things and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Mm -hmm. Now mine eyes shall be opened and my ears attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. Yeah. So that's pretty easy there, really. I mean, if you think about it, that's an easy way for us to get back on track. If we can get in the mindset that we're going to trust the Lord and we're going to obey Him and we are going to commit ourselves to Him where we really turn away from our sin and repent, 
that's pretty easy. We can get this country back on track. And that's what I believe these ministers are, were focusing on at that pastor's meeting. I think this is probably a prayer that they might have even prayed there. They might have even used that scripture mm-hmm. at that conference, that summit. Um, I know it's very encouraging, and that's one of those things we, we've talked about, encouraging. But, you know, we, we are in a place right now where we need to do that in this country. And if nobody uh, is doing that, I encourage you that that's what we need to do as a nation right now, as Christian people. We need to do that because if God would save Sodom and Gomorrah, as wicked as they were, for ten righteous people, when, when Abraham talked him down to ten righteous people, God said, okay, for ten righteous people. I'll save that city. I know we got a lot more than 10 righteous people in this country. We got more watching this show. Yeah, absolutely. How in the world do we do this, Doug, when what Satan has going on is just everywhere around us? No matter where you go, mm-hmm. any grocery store, any store, your church in some cases, yeah, all around us. How do we actually do this? Yeah, well, and so that's the thing where we get into the spiritual warfare aspect of this. You know, we talked about how Revelation 13 is is the master plan of the dragon, is Satan's master plan. And and that's mm-hmm. going to happen because that's in prophecy. But we can uh we can still fight those battles spiritually. We've got so many things coming up at us. You, you know, you've got the um same-sex marriage is legal here in this country. The LGBTQ is being uh, pushed. Their agenda is being pushed. You can't even turn on uh, an advertisement on YouTube anymore without seeing something that's promoting homosexuality uh, as being normalized and being something that is okay. And we know it's an abomination to God. It says so in His Word. So well, we even, ha- even slightly beyond that, the transgenderism promotions. Yeah, absolutely. There's this transgender promotion that keeps popping up on videos that I'm seeing. You know, they have ads that they insert in and it's this um, I think they called themselves a global queen or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I can't even look at that. And you can't skip it yet. I'm like can these, can uh, Einstein's theory of relativity kick in for this ad? I need this to go (laughs) faster. Let me get through this nasty stuff. Right. But not only that, but like we've talked about on this very show, um, these transgender story times are happening even in churches. Right. Like, hey, after church today, we have Queen Whatever, mm-hmm. who is a man who yeah. dresses like a woman, and not just a woman, but, a, I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it, a demonic-looking woman. Yeah. The makeup, all the stuff, all the, extra, the horns, that they, it's like, it's a demonic-looking woman is the best way I know how to describe it. Everyone yeah. knows what I'm talking about. They've seen Absolutely. it. But that's happening even in churches. Yeah. And remember, we did a story about one minister of a church, and he actually was a transgender or a cross-dresser or however you want to say it, and he delivered a message to the children of the church dressed as a woman. And so, I mean, this is happening more and more. So... We we are seeing Satan like really just getting bold with what he's doing. You know, the Bible says that in, in that war in heaven in Revelation 12, that the devil comes down having much wrath because he knows his time is short. He must be practicing right now because he knows we're getting close to that war in heaven and he's going to have but a short time because he's getting more and more bold with what he's doing in the world. Well, those things, Doug, that we just mentioned, a lot of us... We can go, well, that's not me. 
Uh-huh. That's not my family. That's pretty far out there. But then when we start looking at how just just Tuesday we talked about, do you have a digital ID yet? Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the advancements of global ID and the mark of the beast technology. That's happening right now. Right. And I don't know if we're all paying attention, but this technology that is now necessary for all of us to survive at our jobs and in our homes and you know a lot of people are turning their alarms off from their phones or you know we got a dishwasher recently and you can have an app on your phone that I can turn the dishwasher on from any in the, anywhere in the world if I yeah. activate it the, these things are very convenient they're great to help us be more productive but we don't even realize how this is getting us used to this technology that's coming and on top of that now it's going to get a little more personal because we some of us might go to these churches but there's reunification stuff happening Mm -hmm. in the catholic church and in the protestant churches and the bible said that was going to happen yeah and that's just as much as part of satan's plan as the lgbtq movement it absolutely is yeah when we see the leader of the catholic church saying things like uh, the other day, he he made a speech to the homosexuality people, uh, welcoming them into the church. And uh, you know, we have uh, him making statements like, "Who am I to judge?" and saying that even uh, people who are agnostic can go to heaven. Uh, it's when you have that happening, and you have these churches that are. are you know, coming back to the Catholic Church and they're having uh, this reunification with them. Basically what that's saying, Vince, is that you agree, you line up with the teachings that they're teaching and they are against the Word of God. And so that's why in Revelation 18.4, the Lord says, come out of her, my people. God knows that he has people in these churches that are going to be led astray if they are not listening to his voice Mm -hmm. and called out of those churches. You know, Doug, the other day I got to spend the day with... um his social media name is Fired Up Texas Lawyer. His name's Paul Davis, and he's suing school districts around the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He showed me some stuff in these school books, mm. literally pictures of homosexuals doing sexual acts. This is happening in middle schools mm. and high schools in this area and around the U.S. There's so much of this happening. It's time for spiritual warfare. We'll talk more about it on yeah. the other side of the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall and Doug Norvell here. We're talking about spiritual warfare and what it means in the end time, how we should react as Christians. Doug, 
I'm talking about a lot of different things there right before the break. You've said some things here that may be surprising to some. Maybe it's not to many. Should we be surprised or discouraged? No, absolutely not. And and we are encouraged by the Lord not to be. Uh, you know, there's scripture that where the Lord is encouraging us. He tells us the things that will come to pass. He tells us because he wants us to believe it. When we begin to see those things, we'll begin to have faith and believe because he's told us these things are going to happen beforehand. And so there's specific things that Jesus tells us uh, in the word of God. And so I, I think we can hang on to those promises in those scriptures. He said, see that ye be not troubled. Mm-hmm. For all these things must come to pass, but then the end is not yet. Yeah, absolutely. And so so he tells you right there, don't be troubled by this. That's in Matthew 24, uh, verse 6. It tells you that right before that, he's letting us know there's going to be wars, rumors, wars, pestilence. Uh, you know, sin is going to be rapid. There's going to be famine on the earth. All these things are coming, but don't be troubled by it. And so the Lord himself gives us that encouragement. Uh, these things are going to happen around us. We know that from Scripture. We know that we're in that time frame. But we can find strength and encouragement through the Word of God. Well, you know, we believe that these prophecies are timing mechanisms. Mm-hmm. We believe that we're going to be able to see what's unfolding, just like how Jesus taught parables and some people didn't understand it. Yeah. There's prophecies in the Bible that people don't understand for whatever reason, maybe they haven't had spiritual revelation or maybe they just haven't taken the time to study and seek the Lord about it. Right. Whatever it may be, doesn't matter. Um, we believe that the Lord has showed in time some things over the years and we're going to be able to tell people this is what's coming. Just like the children of Issachar, they were men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Right. We are believing that God's raising up people all around the world. Joe mentioned Jerusalem Prophecy College. You can learn more about that at endtime.com slash JPC. It's uh, uh, 11 courses that we offer here. We believe it can help people no matter where you're at in your stage of following the Lord, whether you're new or been doing it for 50 years. We believe it's beneficial for you to do it. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, it's going to help you understand what's happening here in the end time and how you can be engaged in what God is doing. We think God's raising people up around the world to help guide people, help guide local churches, help guide um, leaders of nations on what we ought to do. And we think the Bible gives us that insight, Doug. And so um, we shouldn't be surprised. This is how it's always been. Mm -hmm. So if we're not surprised or discouraged, what in the world should we be doing? Because there's (laughs) so many things that we could be doing. Right. And unfortunately, I think because there's so many options, so much is available, we end up freezing or getting complacent or laying on our couch scrolling through social media or playing video games or whatever it may be and all the while miss out on being who God's called us to be. Yeah. So what should we be doing? Well, I mean, the Lord gave us uh, a command before he left. Uh, He let the disciples know Uh, And it's called the Great Commission. It's one of the things that we talk about here a lot. Uh, But in in Mark 16, 15 and 16, he said, Go ye there into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And so he's he's telling us that we are to go and teach the gospel everywhere. Not, Not to look around at the world, at what's happened or in the world and let that make you afraid to share the gospel. But what happened to the church when Jesus Christ 
was crucified and resurrected and then ascended into heaven and was no longer with them, they began to enter a time of persecution, great persecution and tribulation in their time. But did the church get behind closed doors and, and get afraid? They got filled with the Holy Ghost and then they went out and began this great commission and they didn't let anything stand in their way, not even death. And so uh, that's the same thing Christ wants for us. He wants us to have that kind of boldness and faith to go out and begin to teach the gospel into all the kingdoms of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. At End Time, we're committed to help helping people be born again. We have a webpage, endtime.com slash reborn, that can help you verify whether or not you have been born again according to the Bible. And so we encourage everyone to go there and read that. But also... People that have been born again, we're committed to helping them return to biblical Christianity. Um, you know, there's Catholics and Protestants. They're going to follow the false prophet. We know that. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about it. Um, they're going to be following him who's in an alliance with the Antichrist. And we're going to do everything within our power to get as many people to not do that. Right. And so... Um, not necessarily a popular position to be in, but we think that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we are going to do that. Revelation 18.4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, mm -hmm. that ye may be partakers of her sins, and that ye, that ye may not be partakers of her sins, yeah. and that ye receive not of her plagues. Yeah. We know that scripture's out there. We know that Jesus is going to be speaking that to a lot of people and we want to be here to say what the Spirit's speaking to you when you pray and uh, read your Catholic devotion or whatever else it may be. Yeah. What the Lord's speaking to you is true. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that's going to happen. Come out of her, my people. Right. And so we're standing here going, we know a great revival's ahead. Mm -hmm. We want to be partakers in it. We Absolutely. want everyone out here to be partakers in it. We want you to be equipped during this end time to help lead people to be born again and to be part of his kingdom mm -hmm. and not to be freaking out over prophecies that are coming to pass. Right. We don't have to be scared. We've talked mm -hmm. about this a lot. You don't have to buy a field in the middle of nowhere and hide from everybody. <laughs> right. That's not what God's called us to do. You can prepare as much as you'd like. That's fine. But if you get paralyzed in preparation, you're not going to be fulfilling what God's called us to be. And so there's great revival ahead, Doug. Absolutely. And, you know, when those two witnesses come on and see Vince, it's the, the message that they're teaching isn't going to be some feel-good uh, prosperity message. It's going to be the truth of the Word of God. It's going to be hard for a lot of people to take. When these two guys are killed, they, they have spent three and a half years, Vince, teaching the truth of the Word of God. And they're going to be killed and people are going to celebrate to the point that they're going to send gifts to one another. While these two guys lie dead in the street, they're going to be celebrating because the message that these two witnesses are telling is going to go against everything that Satan and, and his agenda teaches. And so it's not going to be popular. It's going to be so unpopular they're going to kill them and then celebrate their death. So, yeah, but they're going to teach this great revival that's coming. You know, Doug, Daniel 11:32 through 33 prophesies of this great revival for the end time. And it's during the reign of the Antichrist. It says that, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he, meaning the Antichrist, corrupt by flatteries. But, there's a, a, a very popular 
preacher. His name's Johnny James. He just passed away. Mm-hmm. He has a message that's one of my favorites called But God. Yeah. Now, I like it because he says things for shock value, and uh, <laughs> I like that sort of thing. Uh, he says everybody has a butt. Some people have a big butt. Some people have a small butt, but everybody has a butt, <laughs> and it's a but God. Right. We all had our way of going, and, and but God came in. Now, in this particular scripture, the Antichrist uh, is going to do things that are very wicked and corrupt by flatteries, mm-hmm. but the people that do know their God, I want to be one of those people, Doug. Absolutely. They're going to be strong. They're going to do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days. Yeah. So that that may sound bad to a lot of people, that last part of that scripture. Not really icing on the cake. Not really. But, but it is. It, it really is because... When you're doing things that God's called you to do, they can hurt your body any way they want to hurt your body. And they can't take your eternal salvation. They can kill this this outwardly body, this appearance that I am. But who I really am is not what people see right now. It's not what this physical is. I'm a spiritual being and they can't hurt me there because God has promised me that I'll have eternal life with him forever. And so even if I do fall by the sword or if I die by the flame or or go into captivity, whatever happens in that time, I'm going to keep on praising God. I'm going to keep on teaching the word of God. I'm going to keep on expressing this gospel uh, that saves you. Uh, The gospel that Paul talked about that he said, if anybody comes teaching any other gospel, let them be accursed. Uh, because there's only one true gospel, and uh, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely coming a time, but we, we also know that there is a spiritual armor that we can wear that Paul tells us about. And this is an important scripture because even Jesus' example when he was in the desert for 40 days and the devil came and tried to tempt him, He was able to use these things. He was able to show us what it's like when you had the armor of God on. And the devil had to flee from him. He had to run because Jesus had the full armor of God. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 11, says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost just you reading that. Well, I mean, come on. that just builds my faith right there, just hearing you read those words. And, you know, praying with all supplication in the Spirit, another key to this armor of God. Not only are we supposed to arm ourselves with this armor, but we're also supposed to pray in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we get our renewing every day. The Bible tells us that uh, though the old man perish, uh, the new man is he's renewed daily. 
through uh, through this prayer. And so we get our renewing daily through praying in the Spirit. And we're renewed day by day, it says. Just like you plug in your cell phone uh, to charge that battery up every day, getting there where we're praying in the Spirit gets us energized for that day. And wearing this armor helps us to be prepared for the battles we're going to face in this spiritual warfare. It's pretty awesome. Thanks. So we know it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's not possibly coming. It's coming. Yeah. And so we need to be ready. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said at the beginning of the program, we're in it right now. We're in spiritual warfare right now. We're seeing it all around us like we talked about. All these clues, all these signs. Well, that's, that passage we read a few moments ago about being strong and doing exploits. They that understand are going to do that. That means that I can know and have confidence and faith that no matter what comes my way, mm-hmm. no matter how hard things may get personally or globally or for the Christians in general, that I'm going to be able to be strong right. and do exploits. Not if I'm doing it for my own gain or for my own praise, but if I'm doing it for Jesus. That's right. And so I can have the faith that I can still be strong in spite of how weak I may feel. Yeah. What do people do, Doug? We got 15 seconds. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You got the last word. Uh, the, the Bible says that we need to continue meeting together. One of the reasons why that's important is because as we see the end approaching, we need to be in a body of believers because where we're together, we're, we have more strength. Amen. If we're by ourselves trying to do this, it's harder. But if you're in church with other believers, this you've has got been an army. End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.